Orb presents I Know Why the Caged Bird Kills? This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Rouse. And we finally made it out of the wilderness. We're no longer at state dinner. Nope. And what's this on the ground? It's a magic murder bag. Yeah, we bought a ticket to the world. Now we're back. Um, yeah, this is this is a banger. This is good. It's it, to me, not fallen art is good. Right, not right. Some mummies good. A mm-hmm. uh, couple little regrettable gay panic two thousands isms. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But in general, a very fun episode to me. Yeah, it is uh, um, hitting kind of this sweet spot of very good jokes uh the uh, kind of you got some good lore in there and also the fact that this is a just a real fucking mess of an episode oh yeah um but uh the like not in a bad way like there's the, an oni <laughs> there's an oni they forget about halfway through <laughs> yeah. but like yeah. the, the <laughs> it is it is the kind of mess that like you know, it's somebody like who trips and then just kind of like turns that into a really cool tumbling routine as they try yes. and keep these disparate elements in motion and trying to join them. It's a beautiful mess. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. And just, uh, I think, very, very funny. Yes. I mean, um, just Killinger. I, I love a collab episode. <laughs> yeah. You know? This- this is uh, the two, together. This is the two of them working together. This was uh, written uh, by Jackson Public and Doc Hammer. Originally aired on September twenty fourth of two thousand six. Uh, they talk in the book and in the commentary about kind of being in the mid, the mid season slump, uh, mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, neither of us really has like a full idea. Neither of us has the energy to like write an entire script that needs to be delivered at this time. So like you take, you take this part, you take this part, write roughly this many pages and then let's get together and join them. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just work it out. Uh, and you know, again, worked out, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, the plot stuff that has to happen here is Dr. Girlfriend and the Monarch yes. have to start talking again because they're going to get married at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, in another season highlight. Uh, so that is accomplished. The other kind of secret thing they accomplished was introducing Dr. Henry Killinger, uh, who ended up being an incredibly fun character who kept coming back mm-hmm. uh, because he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, the monologue at the end of the, the episode from him <laughs> is so it just like love is not to be hidden. Love is not a secret. Like, so I mean, I can't do Killinger without doing Werner Herzog. Right. Right. Because they're very similar. Um, but not in terms of like war crimes. No, no. Um, I mean, but yeah, just a <laughs> just an incredible character. Yeah, the fact that they don't know if it's the actual Doctor Henry Kissinger uh, they have yeah. on here, uh, you know, just just the way that they don't know of anybody is the actual thing that it resembles in this. But uh, Doctor Henry Killinger, even just from his genesis, was just a funny thing that da- that Jackson Public thought up Doctor Doctor Henry Killinger and his magic murder bag because obviously that mm-hmm. that logically followed. And he told Doc Hammer, okay, write him into the episode. He has a magic murder bag, but not an explanation of what the bag is. So, like, yeah. that like th- that led to just this fun little introduction beat where he always points out his special magical bag. Uh, and we should underline magical. You know, we're going to learn a little bit later. Uh, Killinger is not of this earth. He is... He- <laughs> no. Now he's a lot. Yeah, he's he, he's he is supernatural, not just because he is a uh, because he is a uh, Mary Poppins stand-in, right? 
The uh, it's also we should note for people listening, it's really possible that people listening to this don't know who Henry Kissinger is. Really? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, to- of course. Of okay. course. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> like, I just there's people my... listening to this who were born in like 2000, dude. <laughs> okay. Why would they know who Henry Kissinger was? Because <laughs> oh, because he's still alive and he's a fucking bastard. Maybe they learned mm. about the Vietnam War. <laughs> Doctor. Why would they learn about that? It's fucking yesterday's breakfast. Dude. Yeah, like, I know. We've, we've gotten in at least four different boondoggles since then. Yeah. We've never stopped having war. Like, <laughs> right. I can't expect a kid to remember anything about, like, before 1990. Okay. I think that, like, World Trade Center is when history started. True. For many kids. Yeah. I could, that's fine. I could see that. Like, I, I would I would see, I can understand, like, explaining who Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf was. But like yeah. Kissinger is like such an arch villain that I just I, I just kind of assume everybody knows what he was. Henry well, for Ki- us, yeah, <laughs> like for for the kind of people we are, yes, yeah. you know, but not for the kind of people who like everybody is. Henry Kissinger was Richard Nixon's, I believe, Secretary of State. I think that, I think that's it too. Yeah, um, uh, he won the Nobel Peace Prize for the handling of uh, Vietnam, I believe. For the uh, uh, negotiations and stuff that went around that, which uh, should show you what a farce the Nobel Peace Prize is. Um, he was so fucking popular. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they were considering changing the rules that a, a U.S. president had to be for, born in the United States so he could run for president. Yeah. Like, he was so, like, everyone hated Nixon. Nixon mm-hmm. got impeached, you know. Yeah. Uh, and everyone was just like, fucking Kissinger, dude. Give me the fucking Kissinger. Give me the yeah. weird, mumbly German... <laughs> like, like Doctor Strangelove villain. Precisely, Kissinger. I mean, model. Yeah, so K- K- Kissinger, uh, responsible for like getting us into a whole bunch of like war crimes. Like, oh, so why don't we just fucking bomb Cambodia, even though we're not supposed to? Uh, uh, it, yeah, any of the uh, uh, like just bastardry that we got into uh, in the late sixties and early seventies which spawned uh, a bunch of other bastardry. Uh, Henry Kissinger mm-hmm. was behind because he, uh, uh, by, by all outward appearances, he was out doing diplomacy and, you know, being a soft-spoken German man, but also just, just fucking Palpatine uh, behind yeah, the yeah. scenes. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, half century, one of the bad guys of a half century ago. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, they, helped us overthrow the Chilean gar- uh, uh, government, you know, get Allende <laughs> out, like just a whole bunch of stuff. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the other thing this episode uh, talks about um, is the mommy bomb. Talking mm-hmm. about Hank and Dean's absent mother and kind of introduces uh, a red herring. Yeah. Uh, at the time, they did not know it was a red herring with Myra. Um, I love uh, Myra's performance mm-hmm. uh, in this. I'd forgotten how much I love it. Like, Killinger, you know, takes the spotlight in this. Uh, but Myra is very funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, power cat um <laughs> just, just very very good <laughs> yeah my babies you must be so hungry <laughs> yeah like it's so it's so don't you have something for your forever girl like it's so creepy yeah like, it's really good who who, who um, voices her who what who voices her joanne something okay um like you know that's not <laughs> useful i, I, I yeah, looked it up but i was trying to uh trying to remember probably yeah um, I need joanna to adler oh yeah joanna adler she was a uh, king of the hill uh uh let me see here no she wasn't i just i know her uh <laughs> 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 no. yeah, yeah. She, she's in the tick yeah 
Yeah, mm-hmm. she's she's part of the crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? uh, just tele television and uh, voice actress uh, kind of person. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Um. Uh, very funny though. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this, they also in the commentary talk about uh, the inspiration for Sergeant Hatred, who gets his unfortunate piece of lore in this episode. Yes. Um. Where they're at a coffee shop and they saw this very clearly ex-military guy because they'd always been using the name, mm-hmm. uh, but they saw this ex-military guy looking at foot pornography. Uh, in the coffee shop near some teenage girls and the the commentary of it uh was very like i wish they just made certain hatred of foot fetishes yes that would be that not would have that, been like, good yeah like not that kink shaming is is like in general good but like you know it would have avoided a lot of these pedophilia jokes mm-hmm. the part in the commentary where they're riffing on that dude and just like he's talking <laughs> about like getting a wife who turns him around yeah is some of the funniest <laughs> she, you know sorry she, she got well. me off carbs <laughs> <laughs> she got me on almond milk. You know, it's just like it's very funny. Uh, but just, the, the way that they said it, they were just both in this coffee shop. One of them noticed this and hey, did you know Sergeant Hatred over there? Yeah. <laughs> and then to find out he's looking at foot porn. Yeah. Man, public porn uh-huh. uh, as a thing. Like as somebody who has like worked in a library before, mm. it's such a fucking trip. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. you know, uh, it would be very, diff- you know, it would be very difficult for me. Uh, my overriding uh, instinct would be to, like, use a garden hose and spray people who started jerking off. In the, at the, yeah. at the, at the, and that's probably problematic, but that's my that's my reflex. If I see somebody furtively masturbating, I, w- I would want to spray them with a garden hose. I, I, just, so. I just don't consent to seeing it. No. You I know, don't. like, that's the thing is, like, you're involving me in your shtick. Yeah. Like, you know, you're doing don't this either it. out of convenience or necessity. Like you mm-hmm. don't have access to a computer, which I'm sympathetic to. Yeah. But I, that doesn't mean that I have to watch you masturbate yeah. or be involved in your sex life. You no, know? please don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, thank you. It's like <laughs> when I was on the bus reading Berserk and somebody looked over my shoulder and saw the naked saw fucking children. Yeah. yeah. Like that series is like really cool demons and then lots of naked babies. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it, just, it, 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 if iffy in public, but yeah, the the commentary was fun because like they even I, I, I forget we we don't get Princess Tiny Feet in this season, right? No, 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 no. 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 We do the season. She she shows up at the wedding. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the the the, the fact that they had uh, like you know during this commentary uh, started uh, started spinning out the lore <laughs> for for Sergeant yeah. Hatred was very fun. Yeah. It's it's fun to hear that stuff like get developed on the fly. Mm-hmm um so let's, let's get into it uh we start with a uh extremely cold open mm-hmm. uh, just uh very little to do uh with with the rest of the episode where the monarch uh Mark, monarch's cocoon arrives at an accounting firm does this incredibly flashy uh you know entrance looking for dr venture and it turns out they have the wrong address yes <laughs> so this is demonstrating what a shambles the monarch's operation is without uh dr yeah. girlfriend there to actually uh be competent uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, as they start loading out, uh, I love this, uh, the monarch just starts instructing them, okay, make sure you grab staples, paper clips. You always need copy paper. Uh, yeah, turn and, it into a villainy act. Yep. You know, <laughs> just stealing office supplies. And of course, getting the security tape so you can put it up as your sizzle reel on your website. Yeah. A, a minty fresh quick time on his homepage, <laughs> yeah. uh, which used to exist. Yep. Um, you can still find like a Wayback machine version of the monarch's homepage. Mm. So. Um, we cut over to Dr. Orpheus, uh, loving on his kitty Simba. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rusty comes in and he's just like, Oh, been to Japan. And he's like, how did you know? <laughs> uh, it turns out he's haunted by an Oni that only Dr. O can see. Yes. <laughs> um, this like Japanese ogre go- demon. Ghost. Yeah. 
just a just just a big uh, big head floating behind Rusty, uh, menacing him. Right? Uh, Brock said it was just the diet pills. <laughs> so. Yeah. Almost last appearance of pills. Maybe. Yeah. Like we were really shaking off the pills. Not at last, but right. Like we have like three pills appearances this season. <laughs> um, Dr. O is like, you know, this usually happens when you despoil something, you know, did you pee in somebody's Zen garden, et cetera, grabbing some golden tongs and the Oni just screams and runs away and can drag <laughs> Rusty yes. uh, through the room, which yes. is uh, cute. They are attached by the, uh, by the, by, by the gossamer silver cord across yes. the astral plane. Uh, so, uh, you know, I just love that he has these tempest tongs that usually do the trick the for, tongs. for this kind yeah. of thing. So he has Very to Doctor Strange. <laughs> So he has to go and consult with his higher power, uh, which we're going to get a very brief appearance with uh, with the master uh, who has set brief up a memorable. Yeah, he set up a very uh, elaborate scene <laughs> to uh, demonstrate why Dr. O uh, shouldn't bite off more than he can chew. <laughs> which isn't the lesson that he should be learning. Or no, anything. He, the, the master is such a shitbag. Like, I love that he's like literally just like basically wanted an excuse to do this thing. he's like you're gonna love this i'm catherine the great's horse and it's to teach you a lesson about biting off more than you can chew and and so people who don't know this uh mm-hmm. the urban legend is that catherine the great uh was fucked by her horse mm-hmm. um the uh the real thing is that she was probably fucked by a lot of cossacks uh, yeah. who were called horsemen colloquially mm-hmm. around there so it is probably like a a mistranslation there but here it's literal yeah, uh, and he brings out his lovely, partially lovely assistant, Miss Manyface, <laughs> to show. And there's a great like ad lib where he's like, "Don't wince," <laughs> just like so horrible. This like yeah. horse fucking scene that takes like two seconds and doesn't teach us anything. It's just the master being a dick. Right, right. So that's that's going to be a dry well if we're looking for advice on how to deal with the oni. Fortunately, the oni is out of the story pretty much at this. Point. Yeah, the, the it's like a cold oni. Yeah, like I've heard of cold open, but um. Oh. The uh, we go back to the the cocoon. Twenty one and twenty four have done the analysis. You know we we've gone over it. Why did we suck? How can we <laughs> suck less? Uh, and they need better better weaponry. So twenty one p- uh, pitches the pedo blade, which mm-hmm. is just figure sta- skates. Yeah, a blade on you know not a skinny arm but a strong muscular leg. Yeah, and uh, twenty four goes and like kicks a dummy uh, with uh, the figure skate, but gets caught and ends up swinging hanging upside down from it. It's like yeah. Like yeah. a real figure skate would be. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the girl Wolverine has claws in her feet like that? I mean, that was like the dumbest shit. I knew. I know the girl. You mean X twenty three? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I know that she had claws, uh, uh, like a yeah, claws on her feet, but I didn't know it was like figure skates. What? Well, I mean, they're not like figure skates. It just oh. I, I can imagine her getting caught up on shit as well. Right. Right. And claws on your feet is a dumb idea. Probably. Like what? And and Logan, they say like, oh yeah, it's like the 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 you know the female cat would have, but all cats have the back claws that they use to rake things. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's not it's not a lady cat thing, and yeah. specifically for like killing toys. Yeah, or you my know, arm. arms. Yeah, yeah, forearms. Mm-hmm. You know, shape of a nice it, big juicy fish. Pun, pun, punishing, punishing you for going for the belly trap. Yeah, yeah, don't go for the bellies. Mm-hmm. Belly's always a trap. Pete's sometimes no no, no 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 greta's greta's belly is not a trap dotty's is yeah it yeah. varies from cat to cat it does yeah oh. uh but the mark's frustrated saying we got the wrong address we don't need better yeah. weapons we need actual <laughs> planning um and he's furious when 21 says oh well you know like yeah we at lost least i'm trying yeah at least you i'm know. trying ever since dr girlfriend and then he can't get it out before monarch goes completely nuts 
And this is when Killinger pops up mm-hmm. and just says, you know, what you need is planning and somebody who understands uh, the the intricacies of costume vill- villainy. This is a service I can provide. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, he just he hires him immediately. Again, this just has to happen. Yeah. You know, there's no reason for the monarch not to be a little suspicious or. Right. Right. Anything. And also he can only yeah. understand half of what Dr. Killinger says. But that's yeah, he's Kill- a little mumbly. It's Killinger's trick. Right. But it's, I just yeah. I love, you know, even beyond the Mary Poppins stuff, uh, just the fact that Dr. Killinger goes around as this like ultra competent consultant. Yeah. Well, he, he leads into, you know, this is the intro, but then mm-hmm. he's my favorite episode of the show. The doctor is sin, mm-hmm. uh, comes up and he's a major part of that as well. Yes. You know, good advice. That isn't the advice that you want. Right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of his specialty. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like, it feels like some time cuts where he says, you know, the problem isn't weaponry, you know, strategy. It also, you seem to be a little overstaffed. So the monarch kills a couple, uh, people, here and 21 and 24 is starting the subplot where they really uh resent him there are these black guards around uh who look like cobra's commander mm-hmm. and they took the tekken 3 machine out of the break room <laughs> or he took the tekken 3 machine out of the break room so it's like when uh-huh. somebody starts at your work and installs like you you know facebook blocker yeah, computers yeah. Or something. like oh uh, we're you gonna know? start we're gonna start doing time tracking everybody yeah fuck you know yeah. this sucks mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. And and it also, turns out they're right for the wrong reasons again, which I also love. They are. You know? yeah. is, At some point, they call him a uh, uh, sheep in wolves' clothing, which mm-hmm. I like a lot. Yeah, uh, but I just, I just love the fact that twenty one and twenty four are acting like hey, you're not my real dad. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but very uh, protective. Yeah. Um. I, again, just another beat that doesn't go anywhere. Just, just a way to get the boys alone. Uh. Hank and Dean are practicing driving. Dean is in the driver's seat and is completely incompetent at it. Mm-hmm. Just very in his head. Uh. And Hank is in the driver's seat, uh, distracting him. Uh, and they come across a disabled car on the compound. Yeah. It's the venture car. Um. You know, Dean obviously thinks it's a test from Hank. He's reading from the manual. You know, <laughs> I'll set up police flares while you check for injuries uh, uh, and stuff and and hank who's a little bit cooler doesn't deal with this he just walks out of the car while dean is backing up doing a k-turn uh-huh. uh which i love <laughs> he's just so K-turn. excited to be able to do a k-turn <laughs> stupid k-turns uh and the uh uh you know dean freaks out that he leaves the car while it's in uh, motion really good delivery hey yeah. tuck and roll protect your limbs um, there's a woman collapsed on the road in the car, but she surprises them with knockout gas. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock is looking for the boys. He can't raise them on their communicator watches when Dr. Orpheus and Rusty, uh, show up and Brock kind of starts the, the weird gay panic undercurrent. You know, he's like, he's got mm-hmm. you doing it too. You guys are cute together. Yeah, you know, like he yeah. starts, starts this kind of thing. Um, I love uh, Dr. Orpheus and Rusty going to the car, though, mm-hmm. uh, and Rusty throwing it in the trunk, thinking that's how you get rid of the Oni. <laughs> uh, very funny. It's a ghost, dude. Yeah. Not a kid. Yeah. It just doesn't go away when you throw it in the trunk. No, it takes, no, o- it takes, it takes over the car and starts dragging Rusty around behind the road. So like, very, very cute. No, we have to get in and see where it wants to take us. Yeah, it is. It is leading them somewhere. It does kind mm-hmm. of tie up at the end. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, this is, you know, Brock is is left to uh, to search for the boys. You know, story of his life. Yes. Um, the uh, Killinger is attempting to propose some different changes at the conference table here. When twenty one and twenty four, you know, he says the cocoon is in need of repairs, and uh, twenty one uh, or twenty four is just like the cocoon's fine. No problem, <laughs> you. Um, 
you know, they're saying he's trying to, you know, again, he's a, a sheep in wolves clothing trying to sabotage the operation with his childbearing hips. Yeah. And I love uh, Kellinger's response to that. That's unfair. I never chose my build. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the monarch is like nobody insults my new sexy number two. Mm-hmm. You know, take uh, take twenty four to the room of a thousand tortures, where you may administer tortures nine hundred or one through nine or eight hundred, mm-hmm. uh, and Killiger uh, might be able to help out with torture nine hundred one because he has bigger thumbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Killiger is like, no, I think that you're, uh, I think that you are a little bit too draconian with your punishment. This may be a, you know, a problem with your morale. All that I need is some time alone with 21 and 24. Oh, and my magic murder bag. Yeah. Uh, you think it's going to be, uh, you know, sinister 21 mm-hmm. goes to sneak him out, uh, by saying he needs to give him medicine and administer it. And it's a, a suppository, you know, up the butt medicine. Yeah. Uh, so they, they let him in, uh, 24 was, uh, jerking off. Yeah, uh, you know, I live, no I, way I, I live in a cocoon with like forty guys. There's no <laughs> way I'm masturbating. Yeah, um, uh, but Killinger's gotten to twenty four, and he's enamored of Doctor Killinger. Yeah. Like, oh, he's such a gentle dude. He's he cured by herpes. It's like Mister Belvedere. Yeah, like it's so good. And twenty one is like, no, he knows nothing of honor. We're living by the blade, which yeah. is from uh, Blade Trinity. Oh. <laughs> Is that from Blade? Really? <laughs> Fucking yep, Blade Trinity, Blade real? Blade yeah, I know the one with the uh, <laughs> with the iPod with with the iPod Blood Rave. Yeah, yeah. No, no. The, the, the iPod Blood Rave shows up in multiple blades. Okay, cool. <laughs> <All right. laughs> There's just one yeah. very specifically where they they very clearly did I, I, iPod uh, uh, product placement. Mm, but no. yeah, the the uh, uh, blood raves are very common in that series. Yeah. It's not two where they have the Blood Squad. I don't think which is the best blade. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, nice little blade three clip <laughs> or of living by the blade. So again, yeah. they're going to, they're, they're going to show Dr. Killinger as the charlatan. They, they believe him to be, uh, meanwhile, over in a completely unrelated plot, uh, the Oni has, uh, dragged, uh, Rusty and Dr. Orpheus, uh, to this cheap motel. Uh, and here yeah. where he gets some gay panic. Rusty thinks, oh, this is, you know, you sent the Oni. This is just a big, come on. You're trying to get me out of my speed suit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do get uh, Brock and Helper as a team up in this episode, which I fucking love. It's so good. I, yeah, I, it's incredible. I love how Helper like disrespects Zeppelin, and Brock gets very defensive. Listen to the it's lyrics. Really, really. It's about it's love really. and loss. What? Well, yeah, and hobbits, but it's, it's a, a metaphor. metaphor. <laughs> I love it. It's so incredible. Yeah. You like you you never see Brock on the defensive about anything. Like he's just very confident about it. But it, like, there's something about this robot just being a snob about his music that turns him into. I, I, us, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, the, the the dialogue between Helper and Brock is some of my favorite shit. Oh, yeah. In this episode. And it's one of those things where, like, you know, doing this podcast has taught me the difference between Doc Hammer and Jackson Public as writers. And I know that Doc Hammer uh, did the Kissinger plot. So yes. all the stuff in the cocoon is him. So I was expecting, like, to like that more mm-hmm. than the other half of the plot. And the other half has some Jackson public, like gay panic shit. That's not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also has just like this in the Maya Angelou exchange later, <laughs> which is, you know, helped by the delivery, but just uh-huh. fucking incredible. Like yeah. I love Brock just takes him seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the confidence with which he delivers these lines is very good. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it, it's really good, but they're just, uh, they're, they're driving out. Uh, Brock has trapped the boys, uh, locator watches, uh, com watches to, a dumpster 
um, mm-hmm. and finds out, okay, the boys aren't attached to them. It just, it's playing the message. The boys are dot, dot, dot mine. He says, oh crap, Myra's back as he sees that the watches are hooked to some C4 uh, and it blows up, throwing him clear. We get our commercial. Yes. Uh, here. Um, Hank wakes up in the shitty uh, hotel room. Uh, and he's he's very blasé about this whole thing. <laughs> well, isn't this you know? new and different? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, the shadowy figure comes up singing lullabies. This is Myra. Mm-hmm. Um, she is blonde um, and dressed like the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. Yes. Um, um, I like how know, they don't like disguise the fact that she is an older woman uh, mm-hmm. who has not necessarily aged gracefully, except for the fact that she's incredibly buxom. <laughs> she's very buxom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and she's, you know, like just shows up and she's like, you can finally relax, relax because the nightmare is over. No, it isn't. Like, no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> We're still tied up in this hotel room. <laughs> and she's like uh, doting on them saying, hey, you're safe now, my sweet, lovely, yummy little boys. You're with mommy. Like, yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's no uh, that's no good. Mm-hmm. They also, uh, you know, they're. Uh, she starts talking to him and she's just reciting lyrics from Spandu Ballet. Mm-hmm. Like so true. Funny how it seems always in time, but not for dreams, which yeah. is nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from the very weird Spandu Ballet song. True. <laughs> uh, true. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but the, the, the boys are not buying it. No. You know, they're like, no, you know, you, you're insane. You can't be our mom. And you tied us up only bad things. Like, people only tie us up when they want to get our dad or bad touch us. Yeah. Like Sergeant Hatred does. Dean Dean was passed out. Hank wasn't. Too much wine. Too much wine. And Hank says, you know, and I'll I'll be a big enough man to admit, uh, when I was first saw this when I was like 26 or whatever, I thought Hank's line here was very funny. Hank's line, which Uh, is, it was mostly terrible. Yeah, trust me, most of it was horrible. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was funny as a younger man. Yep. And now... I'm less into child molestation yeah. jokes. No, no, not so much into the joke of it. I want the yeah. I, I want the character development that comes later. I want this to be attached to pathos. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, you know as as is though. But I, I did that was a standout line for me when I was younger. and yeah. I will not deny it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she says uh, how you know she met Rusty. You know they, he never even told you about us. Um, it was her first job out of the academy, and she starts quoting the uh, the bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking this is so good. Like mm-hmm. all everything about this, she's like, at first they're just subtle glances and ironic innuendo. <laughs> she uh-huh. just like grabs a test tube and starts sucking it off. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and all these little weird little details, like showing uh, her fighting an old version of the monarch, uh-huh. showing. Uh, Rusty presenting a Mercury dressed up as the Roman god Mercury. Yeah, well, introducing the venture car that he uh, that he yeah. uh, that Myra drives around. Yeah, um, and then he's like, eventually, one thing led to another, and they show the sex scene. And again, this is me being a fucking child, but just like, <laughs> oh, 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 like or just like, grunt, like gr- grunting, uh-huh. like really, really <laughs> aggressive, angry. Sex is very funny to me. Well, it's funny because she was there. She was the first Brock. <laughs> like, yeah. As Brock She's was off doing, Brock. yeah. As Brock was off doing his army stuff, uh, you know, mm-hmm. after, uh, you know, after after the events of uh, what is it, uh, past tense, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. your dad's dead. Oh, Rusty needed protection, so it, yep. here comes Myra. Yeah, Myra. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, 
you know, and the kids are grossed out because she's talking about well, just she, power fucking. Yeah, she's describing dad, it in detail. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it was not ooky. You know, uh, the uh, we cut back to the hotel. Doctor O has brought in snacks mm-hmm. uh, and ice and mercurochrome for Rusty's uh, wounds. Yeah. Uh, Rusty apologizes for his gay panic nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, then they do a weird thing again that just always feels like a part of male culture I missed out on. Yeah, no. Is, we've we've talked about like, this on Abject Suffering. <laughs> nobody but, ever, know. nobody ever, like, there's never communal porn. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't understand, like, do you want to go have these on a skin flick? Yeah. And Dr. O, you know, I think should be the voice of reason. It's like, okay. Yeah. And it's like, man, what is the end game there? What are you doing? Yeah. Are you, you are, you, are 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 you gonna is one of you gonna go into the bathroom? Like, are you gonna are you yeah, gonna are, are both you gonna, of you going into the bathroom? Like, are, are you gonna b- 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 bring out a tasteful uh, room divider? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you, when you go to the bathroom, and then how do you know when the other one's done? Mm-hmm. And then when you come out, do you talk about the experience? Like, why on earth is this a social event? It yeah. And I know that you know? it's I, I I've heard people talk about it. This isn't just a thing in media. It's fucking wild to me. Like, was that good for you? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I do it yeah. all the time. Like, yeah, it feels really good. That's why I do it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk about it, though, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> you know? Like, because, yeah, I was remembering this part. Well, I was remembering this part. Next time, I get to keep watching it during the session. Have, like, I don't, I don't fucking understand it. I'd have to say the highlight for me was the sex. Yeah, you know, I was more into the plot. <laughs> I think that the, yeah, I really wanted to know whether he ever got that TV repaired. <laughs> and if she ever helped him out with his big, big problem. You know, um, yeah, I just it makes it like I don't know. I know this has been a theme for like the last month on the show, but like people being fucking weird about sex stuff in media has been driving me nuts mm-hmm. lately. Yeah, and it's yeah, but <laughs> but uh, uh, the, 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 the I love the delivery on the K, yeah, that's very good. Like, it, within, that, within that's it, from one... his first appearance, he did a K, yeah, like but just in that yeah. one syllable, you can kind of hear him going on a little bit of a journey where he's like, yeah. you know, no, no, <laughs> uh, maybe, uh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, hotels are for watching guys' grocery games, yes. Uh, we we go, uh 21 walks in on Dr. Killinger and we get a kind of an appearance of his like superhero uh, toys <laughs> of all the Killinger sleeping and uses uh, Spider-Man web shooters that shoot silly string mm-hmm. on the magic murder bag. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Killinger notices that he's silly stringed his magic murder bag <laughs> and calls in the black calls guards. In the black guards. Uh, yeah. 20, 21 says, Oh, he semper Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I love the correction. Like he's not even being a jerk about it. He says it's six Emperor Tyrannus. You said always faithful, terrible lizard, <laughs> and he, he he was cool. You know, he's kind of kind of into it. Uh, the blackguard walks him away, uh, but when they speak, you know, he's like, "Oh, you know, you don't want to do this." When I get stressed, I get wicked gassy. Mm-hmm. Um, and turns out this is uh, twenty four. Yes, you know, uh, he's twenty four. Is now one of the blackguards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's just going to take 21 back to his, his room and 21 attempts to hypnotize him. He still thinks he's a pod person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he trips as he tries to run away, falls directly onto his cell phone. I'm always going to like that. The Wayne's mm-hmm. World joke, like, ow, I fell right on my keys. <laughs> keys. <laughs> like, it's very real. Yeah. 
uh, you know, even though now you'd be more worried about breaking the phone. Yes. Yeah. The sensor are so flimsy. <laughs> so 21 is run off. You know, he's got to find the only person who can fix this, uh, which is going to be Dr. Girlfriend. And he is just a complete motor mouth, you know, r- yeah. r- running off on, on her. She's dressed up in her Queen of Theory costume and she just is just lost her patience with him. Yeah. He's, he's fucking obnoxious and he's clearly like horned. Yes. You know, he's, he's nervous uh, talking to her this whole time. Uh, while this is happening, Helper has rescued Brock, Brock, and they're they're flying around again, just like you're not much in a fight, but you're great for reconnaissance. <laughs> you know, like, he just he takes him seriously. Yeah, and uh, he's he's like, yeah, I thought she was dead too, but some crazy people don't stay locked up. Mm-hmm. But if she gets the boys again. I'm gonna put her down for good. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, Helper, again, one of these things that probably didn't work on the page, but it works beautifully on the screen. Helper oh. just, like, beep beeps for a very long time. Brock <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just listens. It's like, oh, is that Shel Silverstein? Was that Shel Silverstein? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, no, okay, Maya Angelou. Okay, I wasn't aware well, of that one. Yeah, I didn't think Maya Angelou was talking about Myra. <laughs> just really good. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, we, we get to... Uh, Dr. Girlfriend and 21 in the the thing. This is also, again, just a weird sexist thing where 21 accidentally cops a feel. Yeah. There's no yeah. accident. He just grabs her breast yeah. against her will in this weird, you know, kid way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they get to the uh, alarm beams. Uh, oh, this is also where he says he's always been clumsy. He's like, oh, yeah, I killed Mr. Mosley Mittens. Yeah, or like I passed um, out and fell on Mr. Mosley Mittens, who we're not going to see for like two more seasons. Yeah, eventually we do get to learn more about Mr. Mosley Mittens. What a great name for a cat. It's a good name for a cat. Yeah, uh, I love it. Um, I'm way into this joke. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Girlfriend, like, you know, sprays perfume on these alarm beams. You know, she mm-hmm. designed them. Like, she's very competent. Yeah. And does this, like, pair, you know, this ballet, this intricate dance to avoid them from yeah. the movie Entrapment. Yeah, she entrapments through them. She Zeta Joneses it. Um, yeah. And, like... This and her dealing with the uh, with the guards is kind of the first demonstration that she is incredibly physically competent. Like, yeah, we've only really ever seen her doing administrative stuff before. No, she can kick ass. Like, she actually yeah, is, great. you know, very good at this. Yeah. Twenty one, uh, not so much. Joke, <laughs> yeah, twenty one, just immediately like spreading his arms, getting ready, and just falling straight over. <laughs> is that is a joke that will always work on me? Yeah, um, that is very funny. I mean, bad on uh, Doctor Girlfriend for expecting him to be able to do that. He's like, look this, at me. This is the thing that teaches her. She's like, stay put and do whatever you do. Uh, and he, you know, he says he, he's falling for her and he lets out a fart that he's been holding in, which is very relatable. Yeah. Uh, somebody used to go on a lot of dates. Mm-hmm. Um, just imagine, like, there's, it's so funny that people go on these, like, dates where it's, like, very cute and you're learning about each other. It's very romantic. And yeah. then both parties just go home and just, like, fart like they've never farted before. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's just, like, universal. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, well, time to let all of that out. That's why I always you know? do my first dates at the squeaky door factory yeah yeah i do it at a duck pond (laughs) 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 oh no that's that's uh just the ducks oh man (laughs) so uh time jump uh it's the next morning the oni is ramming (laughs) the car into the motel wall (laughs) to wake rusty uh and myra is still ranting at the boys uh they're at the same hotel uh, if it wasn't yes. uh, if it wasn't very clear before, and we get a little bit of uh, a little bit more uh, uh, dissonance, let's say about the, about the time she says, "Oh, Rusty kept me a secret for nineteen years," and the boys are like, "We're 16. <laughs> yeah, crazy lady. Uh, of course, you know it's because they're clones. Yeah, um, but she does not know that, you right? Know? 
um, necessarily. Um, she's like, oh, you know, you've never met your brothers and sisters. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like a thousand cats come in. Yeah. Um, uh, very, very funny. And it's like, oh, they're, 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 they're hungry. Oh, you must be hungry. And she starts moving to forcibly breastfeed Hank and Dean, which itself just incredible. Is, is, is funny <laughs> and creepy, but also that implies that she's breastfeeding the cats. Yeah. 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 Which, if you watch uh, Batman 2, if you watch Batman Returns, the Catwoman cat stuff is very weirdly maternal. Yes. In the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets interrupted because a bell on the wall rings, which is like, this is her hotel. Uh, yep. She is the Myra, Myra Inn. <laughs> um, she rushes to the front desk where Ms. Dr. Orpheus is trying to check out. Um, she sees Rusty in the car and starts beating him up. And there's this great little bit where, like, Dr. Orpheus <laughs> wants help, but Rusty's playing the song from the flashback. Uh-huh. <laughs> Of them, which is the same people who did their fake Led Zeppelin song. It's called mm-hmm. Meter Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking love this song. It's good. It's really, really good fake, like, 80s cheese. Like, this mm-hmm. would be on a motion in Vice City. <laughs> it's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, but he's just sitting out there, uh, oblivious to the fact that his friend is being beat up, beaten up by his stalker. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Myra loads Rusty and the boys up in her car. You know, and uh, this is not the first time that it's happened with Rusty. Like, he just kind of says, you know, Dean, tell this lunatic that my lawyers advised me not to communicate with her. Which Dean just does. Right. You know, he's done. I, I love his, you know, again, Rusty's trick being like over it when he's like, I said, boys, I see you've met Myra. <laughs> like, that's my daisy. See? Uh, so Brock is trying to work out the combat tactics. Like, you're, you know, his weapons are still disabled, mm-hmm. you know, but maybe you can run around throw mm. your arms up you know and myra runs him over yeah uh she sees that brock is still standing and this is like a legendary brock moment like, yeah he's just like okay let's do this and he yeah. starts like yoga like he does like like tai, breathing. Like, like tai chi tai- facing away from the car as it speeds up behind him what, what an incredible like little action moment mm-hmm. you know like i just <laughs> just like jumps at the right moment to fall backwards through the windshield yeah and holding la- his arm out to stop uh-huh. you know, rusty from Hitting things into smothering Myra. Yeah, landing perfectly in the driver's seat on top of her. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, he lets the um, car do the work. <laughs> yep, <laughs> really, really good. Um, yeah. And then uh, Brock has where Doctor O is. We just get him playing with Myra's cats. Like, yep, <laughs> they, they smell my cat, which yeah. is very reliable. Oh, of course. Uh, whenever you goes irrelatable like you go to a place and a cat's all over you mm-hmm. no you when know? i when, whenever i go over to my brothers and i come back my cats or my my cats are like "Ooh, i smell a dog you got a dog on you yeah. i'm like yeah that's lily you can never yeah, see her because you would be a snack to her yeah 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 you you'll never meet mm-hmm. um yeah the uh monarch and killinger are going over their plans and monarch is really disgusted because killinger has planned a summit yeah we're not uh, going to attack yeah, this year we're gonna have a summit <laughs> He's a diplomat. Yeah. Um, and he, he interrupts him as, as uh, Monarch is getting disgusted. He says, move aside so she doesn't land on you. And he says, who? And he moves him and Dr. Girlfriend pops in from the ceiling. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, and Dr. Killinger, like, it's almost like this was the plan the entire time. He recognizes that Dr. Girlfriend is what the, uh, is what the operation needs. Uh, mm-hmm. He you know, gets into his magic murder bag and gives Monarch some flowers to give to her. Um, and then uh, reaches in, pulls out the monarch's journal, and hands it to Dr. Girlfriend saying, oh, you know, his love for you is on every page. Every page. And there are many drawings, you know. And <laughs> I, again, I love the monarch. Like, that's private. Love is not private. It's, you know? it's to be <laughs> shared be shouted the from the... <laughs> It's very sweet. It's like he turns into Hitch. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. But, you know, he starts it. He so, you know, says, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lock these doors. I'm going to magically seal them uh, from the inside with my uh, with with my Mary Poppins umbrella. Uh, they'll open when you reach a compromise. And he goes uh, he goes to fly out through the skylight, but he gets stuck. <laughs> my umbrella mm-hmm. is stuck on something. I require assistance. Very, very funny. Yeah. Uh, the uh, we get the little uh, final little exposition with mm-hmm. the boys where they're like, you know, was she really our mommy? And Brock goes, you know, she used to be power cat on American Gladiators. Yeah. Uh, she went crazy when the show tanked. And then depending on what drug she's coming off of, she breaks into the compound or harasses Rusty or burns us down, you know, mm-hmm. uh, things. And the boys are like, if that's true, why don't we remember any of this? And mm-hmm. again, like just uh, Patrick Warburton does an amazing job in this episode. Like, yeah. Well, that's because you're cl- Clone. <laughs> he just goes clone. No, he just he just extends it, and they don't notice the fact that he said they were clones. And Rusty tries to like help him, but can't save uh, it. Yeah, you know. And then one of the the boys are like, "Hmm, something's not right here." And then Rusty's like, "All right, I fucked her." <laughs> That's the end. Uh, which is a good it's it's a good button for the credits. So okay, yeah. uh, you know it, they they've said all this stuff. Uh, she may yes be making all that stuff up that she said, but also uh, you know it's possible. It's been the other there is a possibility that uh, you know she could be the boy's mom, and uh, we'll you know pretty much never have that question answered. Uh, we get to the post credits, definitively not definitively, no. yeah. We get a name, but it's, you know, uh, but yeah. uh, we get to the post credits. This was actually just originally part of the wrap up scene. And they, they mm-hmm. realized, OK, we need to, like, cut some of this away because otherwise we're going to have a four minute post credits, which can't yeah. happen. Uh, Dr. Killinger, he's he's flying above the car. Uh, hey, Gary, remember the Oni that was a part of this episode? I, you know, I sort of do. Well, he magically opens the trunk of the car and calls the Oni out and offers him encouragement saying, oh, you couldn't get them back together. Uh, but at the very least, you help them save the boys. And that's what matters. Yeah. yeah he, the Oni's mission uh-huh. was to reunite Rusty and Myra. <laughs> um, Compromises yeah. the corner of diplomacy and diplomacy is the heart of love. Sweet love. <laughs> and then the end. Uh, very, yeah. very Cracker Jack episode. Yeah. Kind of doesn't uh, as stop. Our British friends might say it's Brill. Yeah, uh, I don't care about that. You, know? <laughs> you don't like Brill? No. Um, it's uh, Core. Yeah, it's Core to the max. It's core. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coherence. Maximum coherence. Mm. Um, internally consistent. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good. Yeah, the good one. It's good. It um, is a it, it is a good funny mess that has a lot of th- a lot of the things that I like from this. Again, just the super consultant Henry Killinger uh, mm-hmm. is uh, is is a big thumbs up from me. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's it's very good, and and all the stuff with him later is also incredibly good. Mm-hmm. Um, the next episode I'm really interested in revisiting. Uh, yeah, the episode of the series not written by uh, Doc and Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, we're in the finale. Uh, we will then do an episode uh, just kind of like the wrap up with the DVD special features and responses. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out. Uh, you know, actually, no, this is a public show. Yeah. If you have responses, uh, hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact, please. Yes, yeah. there's a little button you can press for orb responses. And there's a nice little form that sends it right to the proper uh, inbox on my machine for yeah. when I put things together. So uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, general response rules that we uh, uh, our guidelines that we tend to put out uh, are that we uh, we we like things that are uh, succinct and um, specific. Specific, let's say. Yes. Yeah. 
not the best place to air out your general review of the show. Mm-hmm. Really good uh, place to talk about specific season two episodes and feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's about it. Think so. Patreon.com slash duckfeed TV. Yeah, that's a great way mm-hmm. to get episodes early. Um, seven days early, in fact, and uh, mm-hmm. access a whole bunch of bonus shows. Yes. Uh, and we would appreciate it if you did that. Uh, ratings reviews are also very useful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, until next time. Go, go Team Venture. Team Venture. <laughs>